On this episode of AV Week, Zoom introduces a new software patch that gives you more equitable meetings and where digital signage belongs in the AV industry. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Nation is brought to you by Sure, because every voice matters. This is AV Week, episode 620, recorded Friday, July 7th, 2023. New levels of thinking. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to discuss the news and information we have gathered this week. First and foremost, Christy Mitchell from Liberty. Welcome, ma'am. Thank you for having me, Tim. Absolutely, ma'am. Absolutely. Also, Willie Franklin. Uh, we're just going to refer to Willie as an AV industry veteran because uh, he has somewhat recently uh, retired from Otterbein University, but also uh, still does a lot in the industry. So welcome, sir. Hey, thank you. Always good to be here, Tim. Uh, and a young man who has more technology than I do when it comes to podcasting is Seth Johnson. Um, you should listen to his podcast, by the way, because he's fantastic. Uh, but his day job uh, is Blackwire Designs. Welcome, sir. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And if you're watching the video, um, Seth actually has a virtual background because he has a fancy smancy um, computer. Yeah, you're. What is that? Brooklyn? Looks like it. Yeah, it's just a video playing on YouTube. <laughs> I don't have a great background because I don't have a fancy computer. But I mentioned this last week. Um, there's a blue tape still behind me. Because what happens is when you work for an integrator and you tell them that you want them to do work, the people that pay them to do work gets priority. <laughs> so <laughs> so my, my text came in today, this week and like, hey, yeah, we got pulled off on an actual job. So you're pushed off for a couple of weeks. So if you're waiting for the absent video wall, as, as, as much as I am waiting for it, it'll be a few weeks. So check back in with us in August. That's the last time I'll talk about that until, until it comes back. So, all right. Uh, first story. Uh, of the week we've got zoom has introduced a new feature called intelligent director uh, it is aimed to enhance inclusivity in large meeting rooms this tool utilizes ai technology to automatically adjust camera angles and framing ensuring that all participants have equitable vision by tracking uh, speakers and adapting the view accordingly the intelligent director eliminates the need for manual camera adjustments and reduces potential bias this innovation represents a significant advancement in creating more accessible and fair virtual meetings, also accommodating the diverse needs of participants in larger scale meetings. Willie, I'm going to start with you on this. This, this has applications not only in the meeting space, but also in higher education. One question here, first and foremost, how do we create more, quote unquote, equitable meetings or equitable classrooms or equitable experiences in today's day and age of hybrid, virtual, everything. Well, you know, Tim, I think uh, Zoom got it right in this case. Um, we don't often have the opportunity to serve as great producers, right? Sitting in front of cameras or behind the camera or trying to get good audio gathered within our meeting spaces. And we often don't have the opportunity of having an on-site producer work on our behalf. Mm -hmm. So when I look at that uh, automation using AI, using the power of algorithms to get the ideal camera angle, the ideal pickup for all participants in that space, it is absolutely 
really magical. Um, I can't say enough about it having looked at the uh, videos of the product and recognizing all the occasions in which I was one of the participants in that large boardroom. You see it around this large table, and indeed, you get that uh, bowling alley effect where the people up close are right there, center screen, if you will, and the rest of the folks that are a part of that conversation get lost visually, and their message gets lost because they're so far away. Yeah, Christy, same kind of question is, is you know, you you work for Liberty, you 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 also travel a fair amount, so you you are in remote meetings. I would hazard to guess more often than you are not. I try not to at this point. The pandemic was terrible for me. You know, I am. I, I used to think I was an introverted extrovert, and now after the pin, no, we are full on extrovert. So <laughs> we try to avoid um, remote meetings wherever possible. But wait, wait, wait. In, go ahead, Tim. Ask me your question. No, no, I was going to make a snarky comment about. Oh God, you mean you're you're more extroverted? No, not me. If you know Christy Mitchell, you get that joke. If you don't, you'll find out at some point in life. So how do we create this more equitable meeting space for everybody, whether they are in person or remote? So two things. So I have a I have a thing and then I have a question to the three of you. So I work for Liberty. One of our distributed brands is Ashton Bentley. I can't I would be remiss as a salesperson if I did not mention it. Um, I think along with the technology that we're that we're bringing into play with AI and um, cameras and Zoom um, and what is it called intelligent intelligent director. So along with those feature sets that are enhancing um, meeting equity, I think it's really important to look at the furniture and the layout of the room um, mm. as well as how you're utilizing that technology. And Ashton Bentley is um, what we call a room with a skew. So it's these, it was two guys from the UK that one was an end user, one was an integrator. And it's kind of one of those stories where it was born on a co cocktail napkin. They saw that there was a need for, for someone to really focus on what, what we're doing with the entire room, not just the technology in the room. So in, in thinking about that and discussing that, what are we doing to, the, to like look into our furniture needs, uh, the distribution of that equipment within the room? Um, so I think that that's an important addition to the conversation, not just the technology. And then the other question that I had was to, to tag into what Willie was saying about um, production and that we can't always have a producer in the room. So intelligent director really does that with the artificial intelligence is what I gathered from what you were saying. So my question would be, if that is the case and our technology is advancing to this level, are we removing that that job from the marketplace are we are, are, okay see look at Seth. Seth's like uh-uh girl don't go there <laughs> not yet ai <laughs> is fine ai is not going to take your job except christy i didn't even out. mean to do yeah. that whole thing you know but i did well william said you guys can, can talk to that i'm going to give you a, a 30 second answer not yet. not yet okay okay yeah i i'm glad you brought up the pandemic it's one of the things that kind of realized um during that time is 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 that, well, let's talk about bef meetings before the pandemic. There were always good meetings and bad meetings, right? There were always good webinars and bad webinars. We've all been, ha we've all had to sit through those. We've all had um, experiences with those. Some of us have made some of those bad yeah. webinars. I raised my hand, yeah. Are you telling on yourself, <laughs> buddy? Uh, but I, I think like what the pandemic kind of showed me and, and, and people I kind of have talked to about um, meetings and that kind of thing is that um, really like how to create a virtual space 
where you can do a great presentation or have a great meeting um, without having and without having the technology get in your way. And having the ability to, you know, now that we're kind of out of this, um, go back into those big meeting rooms, those big boardrooms, and not have that bowling alley effect where everybody in the room can actually be seen sitting around the table and having those discussions with each other, just like it happens in real life. Um, that's going to create a more engaging meeting for those people who aren't physically present, which is, is an option now, right? Um, and you, you don't want to have people lose interest in presentations. You don't want to have people um, say, for, you know, say, oh, I'm having problems. I can't hear them. I can't, I can't see them, that kind of thing. Those, those are all very important. And having this built, kind of built into Zoom, where you just plug a couple of cameras in, it figures out who's talking, where they're talking from, and, and aims the camera at it. I, I think it's it's quite brilliant. I, I I really hope to see that kind of brought out to other platforms as well. I like to know what yeah. the accuracy level of that is at this point. I'm sure that there are going to be several iterations from yeah. now until you know now into the future. But love to test it out and see how. So I, I am I am not I am not going to you know rain on Zoom's parade here because that that's not my job. But th this is the, a version of this has has existed for a while. I was on David Danto's connected podcast uh, during Infocom. And the conversation uh, with with the guests steered into AI, right? And like, oh my gosh, you know, AI is, is everywhere at Infocom this year. They've been doing it for a while, right? right? AI is not new. AI is not new to our industry. AI is not, oh my gosh, suddenly now that we all can have access to JetGPT in the last six months, mm -hmm. nine months, AI is a thing. It's not, right? Uh, Danto works for, for HP Poly. They've had a 4K camera for, I'm going to say, four years, and Danto can throw things at me if I'm wrong on that. But let's say four years. It's a 4K camera that takes a picture of the room and then, through AI, will break that into several 1080 images based on, you know, where the people are, and they'll zoom in, you know, digitally. So, Christy, to your point, it, it's, it's going to take somebody's job, yes, but just not yet. Because we're not ready for it yet. The technology is not. I didn't mean to be a Debbie Downer. <laughs> Going back into that, it, instead of having to have a, a special 4K camera, not I'm sure that it costs quite a bit. Like you could have a couple of webcams. No. So it's it's not just like right. yes, you could do this before, but bringing it into like a software solution where it's either what 30, 75 bucks a month, or probably you have to do this with Zoom Rooms, so probably a few hundred bucks yeah. a month. Um, that's going to make it more accessible to more people. It's going to drive the innovation for those products that are doing what you're talking about. It's going to drive the innovation for those and make them do some really wild things too. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited about this top to bottom. Uh, it, it would be yeah. great to have this as like a, just a standard feature set in any meeting collaboration software you use. And, and Zoom is not a sponsor of Baby Nation. No. Don't misunderstand. So, <laughs> but holy crap, the things that they have come out with in the last three years, yeah, it, it's, it's impressive. So, all right, that's enough on Zoom. Uh, and no, I don't own stock any either. So knock yourself out. Go, go do what you want. Next story, Sharp NEC Display Solutions has partnered with AppSpace, a digital signage and workplace experience solution provider, to offer enhanced communication and collaboration capabilities for businesses. The collaboration combines Sharp NEC's advanced display technology with AppSpace's powerful content management system, enabling organizations to create engaging digital signage and streamline internal communications. Chris, I'm going to start with you on this. This immediately went to me to digital signage in general, generically. It is something that this industry, AV, has talked about for 20 years. 
we need to get into digital signage. We need to do digital signage. Well, no kidding, you need to do digital signage, right? And and not to be silly, I mean, again, my, my day job is is I run marketing for, for CTI in a greater out of St. Louis. We need to do digital signage, right? It, it, and, and we all do, we all hang displays. We all run networks. We all put in mounts. It's the content, though, that makes digital signage valuable. It is the content here. Mm -hmm. And so, Christy, the first question is how do we... How do we convince customers, the end users, whether that's higher education, it's corporate, whatever, that these empty displays when they're in conference rooms not being used, right? And just for the record, we can all tell when your conference room's being, you know, how, how many hours a day. But there's real estate there to be used and leveraged, whether that's for external, you know, employee internal, internal employee communication, or it's something as simple as selling ads uh, in, in a traditional, you know, digital um, signage space. How do we get there and how do we convince customers and, and clients um, that this is something valuable that you really do need to leverage? So I wanted to, you said something interesting to me about how we, you know, we, AV should be in getting into digital signage. I didn't realize that we weren't. I did, I thought that digital signage rolled up under AV. So pardon my, you know, my, lack of uh experience in that area but i just I, I didn't realize that you know we we would categorize av as one and digital signage as another um it makes sense to me and then in saying that it reminded me of how i got my start into av which was um i was in residential and they were looking for they were already in the home doing the audio visual solution so they were like well why not add security as a level like we're already in the home we're already running wire why don't we supplement the the revenue into the business um by creating a separate stream or a separate income stream so yeah. why would it not be possible for any one of us to go out especially like what what sharp nec has done with app space and and say look we're not just hardware people anymore. We're not just AV people. We're digital signage people too. I'm looking, I'm, I'm walking into this room with you to have a meeting with you. And I walk into a room with a blank screen and you could be making money off of that. You could be engaging your employees. There could be fun facts of the day that like health tips, um, any, anything that, you know, interesting from the content sphere that, you know, is massive. Right. Um, but why, why would it not be, an easy parlay into that the same way that security was into the resi space. Yeah. Seth, I, as I often do, we were chatting before we pressed record and I said, you know, something to the effect of, you know, is, is this something that we should even be doing anymore with, with the, you've got DSE, which God love them, digital signage expo. Uh, it, it, they went bankrupt another company bought them. The show wasn't quite what it had been, right, a couple of years ago. So who really knows whether or not that, that space is, is even that specific show is, is still relevant. You still do have, though, the Digital Science Federation. They had a space and, 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 and can, uh, a uh, working relationship with, with Infocom this year, right? So it, it's still there, to, to Christy's point. We, we have been kind of tertiary you know, from the AV space in there. But the content side is always where that hiccup has been. I don't care if it's AVISPL, which is the biggest integrator in the world, or it's, you know, a, a, a $1 million mom and pop. It, that's always been kind of the hurdle. How do we get there as an industry? How do we get there as integrators? And how do we get our clients there? 
I have thoughts on this. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, I, digital science seemed really cool when I was an integrator doing like Resi integration, right? Um, six, seven, eight years ago, whenever that was, um, and we we were we were playing around with it, and I quickly realized, man, it's this isn't one business. This is many businesses. You've mm-hmm. identified one of them uh, or two of them so far, like the integration, like piecing the hardware pieces together, deploying the TV screens, hanging them on the wall. That's one thing. And that's what we were really good at. And I thought, you know, hey, why not just slap something up on the screen? Well, then you run into the, oh, yeah, assets, design, marketing, um, content. Like, where does that come from? That doesn't come out of anywhere. And that's probably for a small shop, an integrator, that's probably like the biggest pool, the biggest ass, right? Um, Then you have the programming. And I mean that and not in the respect of... um, uh, programming like setting up a, a bright sign player or something like that. You have programming like the APIs, getting the weather information in, XML sources, mm-hmm. doing what AppStream here is doing. You have to bring all that information in to make it appear on the screen to make it look pretty. So you have programming in HTML and all this fancy stuff that most integrators don't get into either. And then you have distribution. How are you going to get that stuff from point A to point B? Is it going to be a USB stick that you walk over and plug it in the TV every month? Is it going to be delivered? How is it going to be delivered? Cellular? Oh, now we're talking another business. So it's there's so many aspects to this one industry. It became so maddening um, to even try and, and, and get into it. I think that's probably the problem we're still having. It's really cool to see integrations like this pop up. But at some point, does the integrator stop and say, I hung the TV and I plugged it in. It's, <laughs> it's, I ran the app. Does it work? You know, like uh, there's not much that an integrator is going to be able to do to a normal integrator is going to be able to do to develop a marketing plan and, and roll out scheduling and all that stuff for their customer. It's just that can't happen. And, and some of the content delivery systems are so complex, so complex. It's really hard to say, oh, yeah, a customer can just pick this up and run with it. Um, that it, in, unless they have somebody trained and specialized on it. Yep. That, that's my rant. Sorry. <laughs> it's a beautiful rant. I have a question. Cause yeah, now yeah. I, you, cause like I went first and I was like, well, that sounds easy. Let's just do it. <laughs> you know, cause you know, and, and then Seth was like, it's not that easy. So my question is if integrators are not doing that, who is? In my experience, you kind of have to turn it over to the customer. At least the, at least the. At least parts of oh, it. Oh, good lord! <laughs> well, that sounds dangerous. Hey, hang on, I'm I'm going to put my other hat on. Okay. So my 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 CTI hat for a second, and again, I I'm I'm the head of marketing here. You can't do that ninety nine times out of ten because they don't know what they want either, and they don't know how to do it either. Right. right? Um, CTI does sell digital signage solutions, meaning the hardware. Um, we have the capability to do the soft the the the, the content right the. The, the assets, the, the, the um, deliverables, it is a much, and, and Seth's right, it is a much different animal because then I'll add one thing to yours, Seth, the refresh cycle of those assets. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because delivery, yeah, yeah. Delivery, yeah, but, but it's also, oh, what happens when you have a new employee, right? Or somebody leaves or what? Well, then, you know, their birthday doesn't matter anymore, so take them off the system. <laughs> well, who does that? <laughs> Right? Is right, that HR? Right, right. right? Is that employee experience? <laughs> Who the heck does? Who's responsible for that? Yeah. Right. And then three years later, you got a guy that that retired, who's still we're still celebrating his birthday. God love him, and he's ninety three. Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. It, okay. It, it, but so oh, then, Ed. So then, if if not that kind of content, I think Christy's the host now. By the way, I'm so sorry. I'm getting <laughs> no, excited no. about it. If not he's, that content, then change the content to something more engaging and something more 
robust than, you know, Pappy's 93-year-old, you know, birthday. But who is responsible for that? And that, I think, is the question. I'm and that is from that, the point. That's you the hurdle. Correct. That's Willie, the, you oh, talk. my I'm goodness. Well, <laughs> I'm just loving the fact that Tim decided to poke a hornet's nest <laughs> talking about digital signage. It this was a simple story. Good Lord. <laughs> well, I, I have the joy. And, and well, first of all, um, Christy, I love the fact that you're in sales because this relates very solidly with regards to digital signage. And, and Seth... Seth, you're absolutely right. There are multiple parts to all of this. And, you know, about eight years ago, I had the joy of giving birth to digital signage on Otterbein University's campus, and it was exciting. It was this buzz, and it still is. But I never approached it from one standpoint, although my key, my key role was to serve as the visionary and the AV integrator. But I quickly became a content manager. So imagine if I'm in the bowels of a building working with the IT team and we're putting content up and the student center is out of tater tots, how would I possibly know that to update the digital signage? So content we know is king and controlling and managing that is very important to think about the sales of that infrastructure, getting customer buy-in and selling that vision was the largest, highest, most aggressive, ugliest hurdle right. I ever had to cross wow. because people don't know what they don't know and they don't know all the nuances. You know, once our system was up and running, uh, we had a group of parents and potential students that were touring the campus. One of the things that we learned to work with successfully is our admissions office. So when we had those scheduled tours, we would find out as much as we could about those families, their name, and we would put them up on the digital signage screen campus-wide. Awesome. One student and her family happened to be passing one of those panels and saw their name, and they made that commitment to our institution because of that. Uh, having sit-down conversation with our university president after that, uh, he became excited and he says, you know, at a previous institution, we use RFID tags uh, so that we could sense where people were at when they were visiting, visiting campus. If they'd express a particular curriculum focus, automatically the system would run a little 30-second clip in alignment oh, with creepy. their desire. Yeah. So again, there's so much that you can do from wayfinding to just managing that data to live streaming um, events. You could do a heck of a lot more than beautiful butterflies and deer galloping across and wonderful. You know, we're, we're in the core <laughs> of Westerville, Ohio, right? Uh, very close to downtown. So when those big events are happening downtown, imagine if you're a business owner and you've got this wealth of college students and you have the best pizza shop in town. Wouldn't it be in your best interest to run Man. a little snapshot of a commercial on that college campus to get those kids excited because you're offering them a 10% discount on pizza or 25%? Willie, I'm hungry now. You know, there's the sales component. There's yeah. the AV integration component. There's the content management component. Uh, there's envisioning more. Um, digital signage is so underutilized. And when 100%. screens are blank, yeah. it's, it's like throwing money away. I mean, truly, it's throwing yeah. money away. Or leaving Absolutely. money on the table. And I have another idea. Why don't integrators, maybe the, the business model, it, there's a change to the business model in that they hire someone specifically for 
that content development, the con that, you know, walk the, the consulting, the uh, like being, having a consulting sales process to walk a customer yep. through that, where you've got your AV people doing your AV sales. You've got yep. your, you know, you've got your box sales. You've got all kinds of different aspects of the business. You've got esports. You've got all these people in different channels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we want to just have a subject matter expert in the form of content deployment, um, content management to be able to go out and as an overlay to that sales team and assist in that sales Absolutely. process? See, Christy, you're basically saying we should encourage people to engage in a new level of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, there, there, I don't really. There have been some clever companies out there, and I, I can think of like a distributor, Almo, had done a uh, done something like that where they you you could contact them. Well, they purchased a company a number of years ago to do just that. Yeah. For again, it's not like the integrator is going out there in contact with the client who wants to buy 300 TVs. But mm -hmm. the rest of that that we talked about has to get done, and they may not have yeah. the ability to ramp up their company for this one-off sale. So it, it, it's nice when you can team up with a partner like that and, and get stuff done. Mm -hmm. And that's just like an after-sales process kind of thing. I mean, even then, that's an invitation back into that room to re-engage with that customer in a, in a proactive right. way. Yep. So yeah. we need to be doing that anyway, be giving that white, white glove level of service and, and, you know, the expectation of support to our customers in the first place. Why not let that be in content management as well? Yeah. yeah I mean, that, that's highlighting that return on investment. Yep. Uh, I mean, truly. Yeah. You're helping. And, um, I mean, you know, and, and it, I think it, in, I'm trying to think of a, a small way of saying a, a, a big thought, and, and that is focusing on the outcome, uh, not so much the product or the cost, right? We're trying to do that every and day, I think, Willie. Yeah. It is really, it is helping the customer understand and really, really extract the experience of the tech, right, mm -hmm. yep. at a higher level. Because if it's just a blank screen, and I use the, I use the term, you know, real estate uh, earlier, for a reason, it is real estate that you're not leveraged. If that TV is off when somebody walks into the room, I don't care what conference room or what what uh, you know classroom you're talking about, if it is blank and it's during the day, then you are missing an opportunity to connect, to Absolutely. engage. Yep. Yeah. Well, and you know, we say we eat with our eyes first, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, having I mean, half of audio is visual. Da -da um. But did you carry the two? Yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would flip that around, but that's just me. We constantly talk about in this industry because we get so far in the speeds and feeds. We get into the Absolutely. like the black box sales. We get into a race to zero. Mm -hmm. We're constantly talking about that hardware and trying to figure out new ways to engage with a customer. And that customer, you know, I don't know how many times I've walked out of a room to have a customer say to me, it's just a TV in five years, it'll be another TV, right? Mm. They don't have any personal connection to that device. It's no. just more stuff that gets installed, uploaded, put into a place, put into a building to have a personal, emotional, mental, some kind of connection to that technology, which is why iPhones, which is why all of the technology that you see in mains in the mainstream world, retail outfit mm -hmm. outfits, people connect to that technology. And so it's a more successful sales process. So yeah. we need to be connecting with our customers in that fashion. I really, you know, I feel strongly about that. That, that is a wonderful place to, to end. Uh, I did mention the fact that we had one more story. Uh, the Sphere, 
launched in in Just Vegas, MSG Beautiful. Sphere. Mitchell, please put a link to it uh, and I'll include the video link that, that Willie had on YouTube. If anybody's wondering, um, my birthday is in May, <laughs> but I'd love to go see you two uh, this fall because they're Let's focus on up. getting your screen uh, first, okay? No, I would, I, would, <laughs> I would give up my screen to go see you two at the Sphere. I swear to you, I, 100%. Absolutely. Fair. And I can give you the screen because it's on baby. loan. It's on loan from Absent, but, uh, but I would, uh, yeah. Anyhow, Christy Mitchell, uh, Liberty, thank you, ma'am. Uh, how do people connect with you? I like to go the LinkedIn route because um, I am far funnier there than in emails where I have to try to be professional every day. So uh, Christy Mitchell, it's, you know, on the screen. Just find me. Not hard, to, not too All hard right. to find. And you can also listen to her play piano on LinkedIn too. So she does a fantastic oh, job. Oh, cool! Yeah, there's there's one of those on there. Mr. Franklin, always good to see you, sir. Well, same here, Tim. Absolutely great. And uh, similar to Christy, I am now a bit more engaged on LinkedIn. So you can find me there, or you can reach out at Franklin DJ Services at Gmail dot com. It's amazing what happens when you retire. You know, you have more time to to do that. My lawn uh, looks great, let me tell you. Yes. Uh, John, Mr. Johnson, uh, thank you, sir. How do people connect with you, your podcast? Because I'm not kidding. I'll, I'll make Mitchell find it. Um, and then also Blackwire. Uh, the podcast over at HomeTech.fm. If you are a, interested in home automation, all that fun stuff, that, that's where I am. Over at Blackwire, yeah, I will not be engaged until after <laughs> September, after the CDA show. And you guys inspired me. I put the digital signage up behind me. So there's our website. Oh. There we go. Hey. Oh. <laughs> I did something, right? <laughs> you did the thing. Blackwaredesigns.com will get you to the website, and you can check out all the cool th stuff we have there. All right. Very good. Uh, for me, for Tim Albright, do not follow me on the Twitters. Uh, I couldn't tell you what I'm, I'm writing now. Probably it's almost football season, so I'll start complaining about the Bears. Um, but go by the website, if you would, please, avionation.tv. That's avionation.tv. You'll find this program and a host of others. Uh, Steve Greenblatt, my buddy uh, and pal from Control Concepts, he and Rich Fergoza talk about control on the commercial side uh, with State of Control. Uh, two fantastic women in the AV industry, uh, Erica Carroll and Jennifer Goodyear, uh, talk with women in the industry and women in the AV. Uh, XR Star looks at, well, XR uh, and the experiences, but also uh, EdTech, uh, where we have uh, Aaron uh, Mar Moran, uh, who uh, talks with other educators to check all those out and more. Seth mentioned Stadia, uh, which is in September, Denver, September 7th through the 9th. You will find me right, wandering around Denver, um, not because I've ingested anything, but I will be coming there uh, and hanging out. It's a pot joke, kids. Um, it's, uh, so I'll be in Denver then. And then the very next week, because I'm a glutton for punishment, I will be in Austin uh, for UCX USA. If you've never heard of UCX, uh, it is the, well, Unified Communications Expo. They're bringing it to the States. They've done it in London for a number of years. Uh, it is an end-user show. Our friends at Hatma will be there. My buddy Chris Netto will be there. There will be pineapple pizza. And if you don't get that joke, check out AV in the AM on Sunday mornings on the Twitters. Uh, so we're, we're working on making Chris eat a pineapple pizza. All I'm going to say about that. So all that and more at avianation.tv. That's avianation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. That's all the time we have for AV Week.